The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast, featuring Dave Cariello, Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro, and when he decides to show up, Kevin Held. We are the perfect blend of saint sincerity and stupidity. Oh, now that's a good question. That is a damn good question. You see, Ralph, that's why you're the host. That's why you're. That's why you're that is a good us. question by me. Usually, I just stumble over <laughs> it, and, and and you say, "Is there a question in there?" And I'm like, eh, "Not really." And now, here's your host, Ralph Malbrook. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast. That might be my new favorite opening. (laughs) Kevin, it was like 1991 all over again. The Saints won a football game and didn't score a touchdown. The only thing that was missing was Jim Moore on the sidelines and people saying cha-ching in the stands, baby. Saints beat Dallas 12 to 10. Uh, I think Jim Mora actually was on the sidelines. At that yeah, game. Yeah. That's true. Last night. I think so, uh, Dave, how was the atmosphere? We, we, they had a they had a panic attack that people thought that it was going to be like 50% Dallas fans. It ended up being like 10%, which is fine. But how was the how was the atmosphere? Well, you tweeted that out. You said ESPN said that. They, yeah, being... they did. Matt Hasselbeck said it was going to be 51% Dallas fans. I was like, what the fuck? Let's, can we can we talk about this? Where is he getting this number from? He's just it, pulling this number out of his ass. It was a mar- it was a marketing firm that tweeted it that like monitors the secondary ticket market or whatever. They just clearly pulled that stat out of their ass to get attention and Matt Hasselback noticed it, ESPN noticed it. So I thought it was legitimate when I really should have should have thought it was bullshit because if the Cowboys couldn't get 40% of the Rams' playoff game last year, they sure as hell weren't going to get 50% of the Superdome. Um, right. Well, look, so it wasn't – so it certainly – those numbers did not bear out in any way, shape, or form. But I will say, just like the Houston game in week one, uh, it wasn't – there were a lot of Cowboys fans, and and they weren't just relegated to that certain corner of the end zone um, where they usually are. I mean, they were sprinkled in – throughout it seemed like the lower bowl but obviously like Tony Satries. yeah uh all throughout and they were noticeably loud and they cheered when the Cowboys did well when Amari Cooper caught a a pass you know you'd hear them all say coop um uh but I mean that being said um it was still different from when the Cowboys usually play and right 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 um uh but you know, so that being said, though, the dome was still loud as far as the Saints are concerned and our fans. And I mean, you know, we, we were in it the whole time and I, I'm proud of all the fans there. Uh, they were loud the whole time and they were loud on all of the crucial plays um, for sure. And obviously it was because most of us were hammered. Um, but but I will. But I am a little nervous. Like, I don't know if this is like a new thing where like, I, I don't know if uh, I don't know. I, I, Again, I don't know if it's because it's just I, we played two teams from Texas, and so I think it's easy. That's to part of here. it. And the, the secondary market 
national teams, their fans are going to get tickets. The Steelers, the Cowboys, the Packers. But I understand, I understand you know? that logic. But but Houston does not fall in that category, in my opinion. Like, I listen to Josh Innes in Houston or whatever, and he's always complaining about how, like, people are so apathetic about the Cowboys. Oh, you mean the I Texans? Mean, compared to, like, there's two things about the Texans. Number one, it was Monday night, so a lot of Saints fans maybe had work and didn't want to go. And number two, Houston is drivable. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, it's you. If you book ahead of time, you can go for 150 bucks. I mean, I I do it four times a year for for Saints games. It, you if you if you get the schedule and you're like, okay, these are the games I'm gonna go to, you can fly on Southwest for 150 bucks. Um. Kevin, if I wanted yes. to, f- if I wanted to fly high in the bedroom, what would I use? Ah, shit! I didn't know we were doing those. Okay, hang on. Oh, come on, <laughs> Kevin, oh, always it. prepared. Come on, Kevin. Let's see. Hang on. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Got it. Worst keep on idea scrolling. I've ever heard in my life, Tom. Yes. Yes, yes it's horrible. This idea. This is going well. It is. You should have done that jump to conclusions, Matt. Soundbite. To be it honest, because that would yeah, that one's nice and long. To conclusions, Matt. <laughs> you see, it would be this mat that you would put on the floor, and would have different conclusions written on it that you could jump to. Yes. Ah, uh, we are. We are. Hey we guys, are. guys, guys. There you go. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? You want to increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed? Well, listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients like Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. Unlike those Dallas Cowboys jorts. You can take them anytime, day or night, on a full stomach or empty. Since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. You know, like the Saints winning a nail-biting game on a Sunday night. Right after the uh, game ends, you want to, you know, go to pound town. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps your follow-through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So there's no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Made in the U.S. of A. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Just visit BlueChew.com. And get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code armchair. Just pay five dollars for shipping. Again, that's blue chew. B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W dot com. Promo code armchair to try it for free. Blue chair. Blue <laughs> shit. Blue chew. It's the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring this. Shit show podcast. Do you think do they, Jerry Jones do they pay uses? Us? Do you think Jerry Jones uses Blue Chew and then washes it down with Johnny Walker Blue? So, 
Dave, this Saints performance, I have to say, it's got to be the best Sean Payton defensive performance ever, right? I mean, you, we can't. I couldn't think of one. I mean, you could think of defensive plays that were bigger and more fun or whatever, but like from start to finish, this was just magnificent. I can't think of a better. I, Especially I, I tried to, since they were playing it. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Top five scoring offense. Yeah, that's, oh, there's Andrew. Well, they were a top five scoring offense because they played three winless teams prior to that. Yeah. Uh, which leads us to why the Saints won, because uh, and leads us to your gif, Ralph. Uh, <laughs> the Cowboys are a fraud. It was such a good choice uh, by me. We, we, <laughs> we exposed them, uh, and it's over for them. It's totally over for them. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, get, hey, get seriously. Game. Seriously, though, hold on. Let, let's bask yeah, in no. the glory. How the hell did the Saints win that game? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Do I thought. It? I, you know, when when Bridgewater got sacked and got knocked out of field goal range, which I mean, yes, I I was like I was like the worst idea I've ever heard in my life, Tom. <laughs> like yes, like how many yes, times have they lost that game? This idea, like that exact situation happening, like it's ninety nine percentile. Well, I I didn't even wa- I wanted them to go for it. I thought when Dak completed the, the one pass on the last drive, the dude was going up the seam for like a split second. I was like, he's going to score, and I'm going to break my TV. <laughs> You're talking about that pass, like to the 48 or whatever. Yeah, that one. Yeah, like I saw Lattimore dive and like miss him, and I'm like, <laughs> oh god, here he goes. And and uh, Willie Marcus Williams, I mean, good tackle there, but I mean, he really saved the game there. Hmm. No, but I, I I wanted the Saints to get the touchdown on that last drive. I, I I was thinking like, fuck a field goal. Like a field goal is only going to put them ahead by four points. Like yeah, we're going to yes, give up a yes, touchdown. Dave. Yes, get, Dave. We were. We were uh, hoping for a touchdown the whole game. No, <laughs> no I, I know, but, but then, more than ever, we really needed a touchdown there. We were waiting for that, that thing goal. to come. Yeah, even a field time. goal would have been nice, but Bridgewater taking a sack out of field goal range, that certainly wasn't. And how about Zeke, case scenario. How about Zeke, 18 carries, 35 yards? Are you kidding me? 
here's here's the thing, Kevin. Oh, me, just, Rankins, has Rankins just transformed this defense? He just comes me. in here and, and changes everything? Well, Kevin, here's the thing. You know, me and you are known on this podcast as we are serious football analytical people. Dave and Andrew are the jokesters and the comedy. Me and you, we eat the tape. And me and you know <laughs> that Dallas is all about, like, we, how the fuck could Dallas not know to throw the, the tight end down the seam and go deep against the Saints? They didn't do it the whole game. And I kept waiting for them to do it. They never did. All Jason Garrett did was stand there and clap the whole game. Like, I know that he's not a great coach, but were you, Kevin, were you surprised? I was stunned that Dallas didn't come out in the second half and start chucking the ball all over the place. Uh, you know what? I am not going to question uh, the genius of uh, Mr. Garrett. Uh, the genius you know, ginger. I, I believe he went to. I believe he went to an Ivy League uh, college, and uh, I will not. Uh, I will not question the man's education. What school did he go to? Princeton. Really? Former Saints quarterback Jason Garrett. Yes. There's probably like four people that know that. Andrew, did you know that? That Jason Garrett was a Saints quarterback? No. Yes. Is that a fact? That is a fact. I don't think he ever was on. He was for the Saints in the preseason a bunch, but I don't know that he was ever on the regular roster. When was was this? Like, who who was the starter back then? I mean, it would have been like a bear. Was he behind a bear? It would, yeah. It would have been like, it would have been like, it would have been like a bear. It would have been like end stage a bear, Wade Wilson. Because I remember him. I, he back, he backed up Aikman, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he backed up Aikman. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I never remember him on the Saints roster. No. He had like one good game on a Thanksgiving one time. Uh, Jason Skook says Jason Garrett was waking up so many Tinkerbells. Garrett was signed as an undrafted free agent by the New Orleans Saints after the 1989 NFL draft and was eventually signed to the practice squad. On September 3rd, 1990, he was waived by the Saints and spent most of the year working as a coaching assistant for Princeton. I can't remember my wife's birthday, but I can remember that. Uh, (laughs) Andrew, uh, the, the more I think about it, the, the 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 shutting down of Ezekiel Elliott, it might be the finest run defense performance I've ever seen the Saints do. I'm sure there's better well, ones. You'll but, remember when the Saints went 13 and three last year and were an awesome team. They really hung their hat on stopping the run and defensively, the way they got to 13 and three, especially later in the year when, frankly, I mean, you know, we're we're talking about how crazy this game was and how weird it was to have no offense, but that's kind of how the saints were winning at the end of the year last year. I mean, you remember when they went to Carolina and won that awful oh game, it was God. like 12 to nine or so. It was terrible. When they and it was exactly, yeah, it was exactly like this, but it was just like the, that's how this defense was playing when they went 13 and three. And that's how they were winning those games at the end of last year when the offense couldn't do anything because it was only Thomas and Camara and no one else doing anything. And, the defense just stuffing the run. And so, yeah, maybe you're going to make a play here and there in the passing game against them. But, you know, you've got you're facing third and six, third and seven every time. And it's tough to move the chain. So um, and that's what we were talking about earlier this year. Like, where is Lattimore? Where is the pass rush? Where is the linebacker play? And 
I feel like finally this was the first time they stepped up to the plate and played like we know they can for four quarters. <laughs> for, f- I mean, because we got about three and a half quarters of it in Seattle. I mean, there was a lot of garbage yards in Seattle, but yeah, they gave up. But and I'll I'll start with you, Dave. Uh, the defense. The thing that surprised me the most was the way the secondary held up. I knew the run defense would be would be really good. It was it was even better than I dreamed it could be. I didn't think they'd hold them to two yards of carry, but I was surprised the secondary held up because the first three games of the year, the secondary hasn't hold hasn't held up, even though they were two and one. Uh, what was the biggest surprise for you on defense? Oh, man, that's a good question. I guess, uh, you know, what was crucial is those turnovers. Um, and, you know, not that not that it was surprising that the Saints could get them, but, um, you know, I feel like we're getting a little bit of that 2009 t- turnover mojo. Uh, we're getting a little bit of that back, and we're, you know, we're coming up with big plays when we need them. Uh, but, no, I mean, the A.J. Klein, that was, that was, that was a beautiful play. I mean, that was... Everything about that was intentional. Um, Talk about and, the punch out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was totally, totally, one hundred percent intentional, and that wasn't an accident by any means. Um, I think the Saints got lucky on the. They didn't have a definitive camera angle, I guess, uh, on the second fumble. I think we got the benefit yeah, of the doubt. Yeah, he was there. down. He was down. <laughs> he was down. Uh, but either way, we'll take it. So I mean, yep. you know, as long as we're winning the turnover battle. Uh, uh, it, that's going to be a big, big help uh, with Bridgewater under center. Kevin, uh, I know you hate the Steelers most of all, and I love that the Saints beat Dallas because I'm in Houston, and even though Houston is supposedly a Texans town, they do have a crap ton of Cowboys fans, so my day at work today was just lovely. Um, but... I was disappointed that I didn't get a lot of sad shots of plastic-faced, fish-eyed Jerry Jones last night on the broadcast. I felt like NBC deprived me of that. Um, but how fulfilling for you was to beat Dallas? I know it's not a, it's not the Falcons and all, but where does where does beating Dallas rank on the Kevin uh, hatred slash enjoyment scale? Oh, I mean, D- Dallas is, you know, Dallas is always uh, close to being in that top five. Like sometimes they're in the top five, sometimes they're not. They, 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 they'll slide, they'll slide in and out. Uh, I should probably have rephrased that, but you know, <laughs> blue chew. <laughs> they'll, 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 Coming uh, back full circle. They'll make an, an occasional appearance in, in, on that list. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it very much. I, I, I man, especially after seeing the video of the, uh, the Cowboys fans dancing, like having like some weird second line or that's where what, what do you know? That's what it's called. It's the second line. Yeah, the the. <laughs> well, I, I didn't know if there was a. I, I don't I know, know if you can call it that when the Cowboys fans do it though. But 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 it was an know, abomination. That's what it was. Yeah, funeral march, uh, and everybody was making a big deal about it and. Yeah, that's uh, you were uh, you were really tempting fate there, and and 
the Cowboys fans, uh, you know, with their fucking jorts and uh, their cell phones clipped <laughs> to their uh, belt buckles and their pagers and their goddamn white sneakers. Uh, yeah, they can, you know, they can. They, they're more than welcome to come back anytime they want and and dance like goofballs. And, uh, you know, hand over them tourist dollars for some uh, for a cup of alligator gumbo. But the second the game's over and the second they get alligator. that L hung on them, they can they can check their pager and, and get their cab ride the fuck out of town. All right. First of all, I, I don't think anybody takes cabs anymore. I think it's Uber. Second of all, uh, I don't know if there is such a thing as alligator gumbo. I'm not sure i've ever had that and then third of all um actually what i really enjoyed even more than the saints beating the cowboys as delicious as that was is uh is really i'm really just in really enjoying drinking in the falcon fan tears uh they are just a they're a fucking disaster over there in atlanta just to make it uh, <laughs> Bryant knocks it through they had they had a post on the Falcons Reddit board and they were like the fucking Saints they lose Drew Brees and they still keep winning because they have a great coach and meanwhile we are a fucking disaster and like they they like they had they were like finally admitting to it it was hilarious Andrew tell the people tell the people what you do on Twitter when Atlanta's losing Oh, you mean follow the Falcoholic? Yeah. You yeah, follow yeah, so all the that... Atlanta people and drink <laughs> in their tears. And when they're winning, you just mute them all. Yeah, I just unfollow. So, like, I know the Falcoholic. Like, when, when things are looking bad for the Falcoholic, I'll just go on Twitter and be like, all right, time to re- refollow these guys. And so I'll just read, like, their depressing tweets. And then I'll click on them and just read all the comments. <laughs> <laughs> it's all these Falcons fans. I just can't get enough. I don't know. It's it's the most therapeutic thing in the world. It, it makes me feel so good about myself. It's better than um, a bump of Coke. It really – I mean, it is. I snort these tweets, actually. That's what I do. <laughs> I snort them. Dan Quinn's getting fired after the Texans beat him Sunday, just so you know. Is that who they're playing this Sunday? Yes. They're playing at the Texans. They're five-point The Texans look pretty it. bad, though, against the – God, the Panthers. fucking Texans didn't do us any favors. You know what the weirdest thing is? Cam Newton's out, and which actually doesn't surprise me that much because he's terrible. But the Panthers are also 2-0 without their starting Yeah, their plan is they gave the ball to McCaffrey 38 times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they scored yeah, 6 Is that guy there. injured yet? God. No, not yet. But here, when here's he an is injured, that's it. Game, game over for the Panthers. Here's yeah. an interesting thought that I had. I mean, you Dave. could say the same about us and Camaro, though. Yeah, but com- uh, twenty touches and thirty-seven is—that's a big fucking difference. Um, well, may- I mean, maybe we should be giving the ball to Camaro thirty-seven times. <laughs> no, no, thank you. They need. M- <laughs> I was trying to figure out what that's running what you back to play the the new, the new clip. The, that's a terrible idea. You blew it. You fucking. Blew I blew it. it. It's- <laughs> It's never too late. Worst idea I've ever heard in my life, Tom. Yes, yes, it's horrible. This idea. (laughs) But I was trying to think between trying to be produce this show at a semi-competent level, which I fail every single week. I was trying to think of a running back that Latavius Murray reminds me of that the Saints have had that isn't necessarily a disaster. 
but frustrates me to no end. And I, I couldn't really think of anyone in the, from Hazlitt to Sean Payton. I was maybe like Vaughn Dunbar, but that's really old, and probably only six people in the chat remember that name. Does does either any of you can you think of a I running think, back? I think Vaughn Dunbar actually just fumbled. Breaking news. <laughs> He ran into the back of his own, own lineman and <laughs> That guy was the king of fumbles. Um, Dave, watching Lattimore last night, it made me think he is going to be one of the most polarizing and frustrating signings the Saints are ever going to have to do. I'm petrified to give him $100 million and I'll be petrified to watch him leave and sign somewhere else for $100 because when he's good, God, the defense can be amazing. I, 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 I want to keep him here. I don't, I don't want to see him go. I think, I think he's more good than he is bad. Uh, yeah, I but he's going his... to want top five corner money. You paying him that? Um, I mean, that's the thing is he may want that, but he's not going to get that if he – he will Continu- on the open market. If he continues to show inconsistency, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if he keeps if he keeps playing like he played yesterday, and Dave, he, do I need to read you the money that the free agent corners were getting this year? This I, I I understand that. I know that they get who's that, that corner big, that the Jets clutch, gave like seventy million dollars to from the Rams that the Saints tried to trade for. It's a total disaster. I can't think of his name. Need you need you forget system corner, Dave? This, or, and how did that work out? How did that work out? Or what is that? What's that's, the quarterback? That's beside the point, though. The Josh point Norman. How much money he got? I mean, well, it's it's not because if he gets if somebody pays him a whole bunch of money and and he's you know and he's not anywhere near the player he once was, then I, then then we win. I don't I don't, I don't <laughs> that's give a shit about that. I don't give a shit about that scenario. You don't um, you don't remember the days of the Saints having a quarterback's not named Marshawn Latimer though? Do you remember no, what that looked like? I do, I do, but I mean you can't I just I, I think I think currently I guess my You're point a walking is, contradiction, Dave. No, no, I think what I'm saying I think my point is is that currently I think out of all the people that need to get paid, you're talking about Kamara now and Lattimore and I don't know, I guess Ramchek. I think Lattimore is the odd man out currently. Well no, I would say I would say uh, Ramchak hey, hey, and hey, Dave, Lattimore. Have, have you heard of Have you heard of Kareem Jackson? Have you heard of him? <laughs> he was have you heard of Kareem say. Jackson? Three years, thirty three million dollars. <laughs> you, you You heard of Justin Coleman, Dave? You heard, does that name ring a bell? Four years, thirty six million dollars. I understand. I'm not arguing that he's not going to command a lot of money, but I. Landon Collins. He's yeah, a safety. I, I know. Six years, $84 million. That's the Redskins, though. They don't count. They're, they're as responsible <laughs> with money as I am. They don't you heard count. of the, cor- the corpse of Earl Thomas? Four <laughs> years, $55 million. <sighs> LaMarcus Joyner? Four years, $42 million. <laughs> Basically, basically, if you had one good season, you get ten million a year if you're a defensive back. <laughs> Kevin, I haven't I haven't heard that many f- bad financial decisions read in such a short period of time since you went over a credit card bill. Oh, wow. <laughs> Brother, those are facts, man. 
and 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 the sad actually the the sad thing the the sad thing is is most of my uh, uh un, unlike a lot of fucking NFL GMs is I've learned from a lot of my mistakes granted I'm still you know poor and living paycheck to paycheck but man NFL GMs these motherfuckers just keep handing out bad deals yeah, to piggyback way, off what Scoots just said in the uh, chat room, it's all fun and games until Ken Crawley sees the field. <laughs> uh, wait, I, I wanted to get an update and find out whether. All Kevin right, that's he'll get me and his money. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to find out whether Kevin had any strange women in his house recently, uh, or whether no. that was just an isolated occurrence. No, that is a, that has thus far been an isolated occurrence. Thank Jesus. Um, That's too bad. Here's brother, a, brother. I was kind of hoping. I was kind of hoping Monday night at Kevin's would would be a thing. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you what, Juge. You get home from tennis one night and have some strange motherfucker just come waltzing into your house and, and giving you some glass-eyed look and telling you that that they're there for you, Br- brother. You'll be reaching for that <laughs> tennis racket pronto. Oh yeah. Is the tennis racket is it is it the old school wood kind, Andrew, where you can break it off and it can be sharp, or is it the plastic graphite kind? How are you going to fashion that into a weapon to defend yourself? I have I have both, but I'll I'll just let my twelve uh, pound dog do the dirty work. My emasculating twelve pound dog. <laughs> so we've talked about all the fun, good stuff about the Saints game, uh, but. Now let's talk about the offense. Uh, yes, they were there. They did football-type activities. Uh, Jesus Christ, the penalties. I mean, have have the Saints ever been in the bo- in the in the most penalized team in the Sean Payton era? Usually not. I mean. Are, are they high right now? I mean, they're, they have to be, but... They're the third most penalized team. That was going into this weekend. And not, I know they didn't drop. And they had they had the third most points lost to penalties. So the Saints have the fourth... Right the Saints have the fourth most penalties in the league. Uh, you want to know who number one is? It's got to be like the Raiders, right? Go ahead and Cowboys. roll this. Go ahead and roll the clip. Oh, the Falcons. It's the Falcons. Just Go ahead and roll the clip. Bryant knocks it through. Arthur Blank loving it. Up by 25. Dude, the Falcons have 42 penalties in four games. 42. Christ. 42? 42. I mean, how many offensive plays do you get in a game? On a 60. Good, on a good week, 60, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like a. I mean, gee, so how many? I mean, that's I like what? That's like twenty uh, percent of their plays. Oh my God, like that makes the Saints look downright like a well-oiled yeah, machine se- yeah, on seven, offense. Seventeen percent of their plays are penalties. <sighs> One in every five. God, <sighs> are we sure Dan Quinn's even making it to the Texans game? Well, you didn't. If you get, if you if you fire the coach, you got to do it today. You can't you can't wait till the middle of the week, right? It was either to, it no, was either he, last night safe. after the game or today. That's it. He's safe. Uh, but I mean, 
Dirk head coach Dirk Cutter will, will be amazing. It won't last, but it'll be amazing the rest of the. Play. I may have. I, I'm probably gonna follow like six more Falcons accounts if that happens. <laughs> brother, brother, here's the thing. You know that here's the thing. They're not gonna fire him for the rest of the year. Like they're gonna ride. And they're going to ride and die with 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 Dirk Cutter as the head coach. Maybe they bring back like Dan Reeves as like a caretaker coach for the half of the year. Is he, is he still alive? <laughs> Somebody Wikipedia Dan Reeves quick. Yeah, please. Please. Uh, but the best part about when they fire Dan Quinn, which they will be firing him during this year, is it reopens the 28-3 to wound all over again, and I'll just just to make it 28 to three. Bryant knocks it through. Arthur Blank loving it, up by 25. We are terrible That's people. Stupid! I I can see, I can see Arthur Blank doing that stupid <laughs> fucking dance in the skybox. You rich old twat. He's probably down on the field because he, he thought they were going to win. No, he was in the no, box. In the skybox. He's doing some weird fucking like almost it looked like a weird hula type dance, but as he was making fists, it was so weird. You know, old hack. Not that I feel like I don't I didn't sense that Saints Twitter is clamoring for Taysom, Taysom Hill as much as I thought they might. But there is a sense Saints Twitter is greatly uh, frustrated slash displeased with Teddy Bridgewater. But after seeing him for for two and a half games, Dave, basically, what is your real, realistic expectation of Teddy Bridgewater the next three to four weeks? Like when you go to the game on Sunday, what are you saying to yourself? This is what I expect of Teddy Bridgewater? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I really don't expect much. Um, if we're just talking about Bridgewater as a as a replacement for Drew, you know, this season while he heals, and we're not talking about, uh, you know, next year Teddy Bridgewater or Drew's heir apparent Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, by the way, it's it's 2-0 Teddy. His nickname is 2-0 Teddy. Um, <laughs> but uh, I... I'm I'm happy with him being you know uh, uh, in this moment and for these weeks while Drew heals, um, you know I, I really don't care as long as he wins. But um, I, my expectations aren't that high. I mean I think that uh, for the Saints to keep winning, I mean I think it's going to require uh, it, you know the defense might not have to play as well as they did last night moving forward, but they're going to have to still play pretty damn good to keep the Saints in it because, I mean, you know, if, if they can clean up the the, the offense, the, the false start shit, the offensive penalties, I mean, how many times were they starting drives first and 20 or whatever? Uh, I mean, if they can clean that up, that's going to be a big help. That's going to be a big help to the offense in general and for Teddy. Skook says they should just leave the flag on the ground yeah, I so mean, they don't Jesus have to pick Christ. it up. Yeah. Is, is it kind of is it kind of like when I, I think it's kind of like when my wife goes out of town? My and, wife, and I'm responsible for the house, and it's my just wife. like 
I just need to make sure the dog's fed, the kids are fed, that they're in bed at a decent hour and that the house doesn't burn down, you know? And like their entertainment, my kids' entertainment is totally secondary. Like I'm, you know, (laughs) I'm hanging on for dear life here, you know? Kids, it's an iPad night. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So it's kind of like that. We, we don't want, I mean, Teddy just don't burn the house down, you know? We're going to get the love and care that we need when Drew Brees comes back and the offense will be sexy again and Austin Carr might even make some plays. But until then, let's uh, let's stay in our lane. Yeah, but I mean, as far as expectations, you know, first of all, I, I have Will Lutz on my fantasy football team and he's looking real good right now. If Will Lutz is available in your fantasy oh, league. Down. The kick is up. If Lutz is available. In your league, I would pick him up because, I mean, I think they're going to be kicking a lot of field goals. I think you're going to see a, a lot of this, this you know, red zone issues and stall drives and that kind of stuff. But, I mean, I, I do expect them to get at least one touchdown a game or, you know, maybe even two touchdowns if... You know, maybe Kamara breaks one loose like he did in Seattle or, uh, you know, or just something happens. But, I mean, obviously we're not – everybody said it. You know, this isn't any secret. You know, Teddy's not making too many of downfield throws. He had a great one. He did a, a great back shoulder throw to Mike Thomas right in front of me last night. Yeah, uh, on the opening drive. Uh, was, that, was that early? I thought it was – Yeah, first drive of the game. Okay, well. First Saints uh, um, possession. Then he might have done two because I thought there was another one later in the game. But, I mean, you know, he, he can make these throws. I don't know whether it's game plan and whether they they don't want him to make these throws or he still just is not totally comfortable. Well, let's well, hold on. Let's remember when the Saints played the Cowboys last year and they lost whatever. I mean, it was the exact same game. You know, the score was different and Dallas won instead of the Saints and it was it was in Dallas instead of New Orleans. But it was basically the same game. And Ezekiel Elliott couldn't get anything going on the ground. Dak Prescott was largely horrible. The Saints couldn't move the ball. And Dallas won the game 13 to 10. Okay. And in that game, and I'm not saying that Teddy Bridgewater is Drew Brees. Obviously, he's not. But in that game, Brees was 18 of 28 for 127 yards, one mm-hmm. touchdown, and one pick. He was awful in that game. Mm-hmm. The Saints couldn't couldn't run the ball. And you know, like besides Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, which combined to make 13 of the 18 catches that the Saints had, they threw one catch to Keith Kirkwood, two to Dan Arnold, and two to Mark Ingram. And that's it. And I, I just want to point out, like, and we felt this at the end of last year, this offense outside of Thomas and Kamara is pretty bad and Traquan Smith is hurt and Kirkwood is done for the year so now you're down to like the Austin Cars and the little Jordan Humphreys of the world no offense Dave but like those guys aren't making any plays <laughs> and I, I think there's a reality here that like hey if Austin this offensive Carr line white Tommy Lee I mean if this offensive <laughs> line is, is getting hit for holding calls every other every other play and it's first and 20 like, I don't care if it's Breeze or Bridgewater, but, like, this offense doesn't have enough. And, like, Jared Cook was supposed to be this fancy free agent signing that was going to fix this offense. And, obviously, he's way more 
uh, Kobe, Kobe Fleenery than any of us <laughs> ever dreamed he would be. Kobe. And and so I feel like we're back at square one here. And it's it's just a Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. And if those guys make a play, great. And otherwise, no one else is stepping up and doing anything. Yeah, I, I, I agree. This game felt like a lot of the games late last season um, when they were having the same issues. And they were having those issues with Drew. So, yes. so, so I, mean, I, I think I, what I Andrew think... is saying is this might not be a Teddy problem. This well, might I be think... a whole offense problem. Well, I think I mean, Bill... I'm not saying Teddy's great, but like, I, I mean, I, how many if Breeze was struggling with these guys against similar quality opponents, then at what point do we need to shine the line on the fact that whoever the quarterback is matters less than like we need another receiver? It's time to go full Loomis and go and they need to pester John Elway. Mickey Loomis needs to have, if he hasn't left a dozen voicemails on John Elway's uh, cell phone asking about Emmanuel Sanders, he's not Loomising correctly. That is a fact. But, Kevin, to the point of the Saints offense struggling, uh, I was, the the, the, the fantasy uh, analyst slash nerds, they, they hate Taysom Hill getting the ball at all. And I was thinking today that as the Saints struggle more in the red zone, do you think Sean Payton will be more apt to, to get, I don't know what the word, get weirder with Taysom Hill in the red zone because he's got to figure out a way to score touchdowns on the rare chances the Saints get in the red zone? No, I, I I think Sean Payton's I can't believe I'm saying this. I feel like Sean Payton is actually maybe trying to protect Taysom Hill a little bit. Like he's like he was run he ran fewer offensive plays uh for him because, you know, he's the only other backup quarterback on the fucking roster. And maybe that's what some some people don't seem to understand, and then they'll trot out the oh well he's on special teams. Only four and plays like, though. Yeah, on special teams. Right. Only only punt right. protector. Right. And I mean, how many? T- like, I'm sure somebody who looks at the all 22 tape or whatever the fuck could tell you. Well, how many times is he actually involved in contact on those punt plays? I'm sure it's not all of them. So. You know, I, I I think Sean Payton is 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 surprisingly he's morphing into not, Jim Moore uh, before our eyes. Right, like he's he's you know <laughs> he's he's I think managed to pull his head out of his ass on uh, on uh, uh, most uh, most fuck what the hell am I saying? I'm rambling. He's managed to just pull his head out of his own ass and and not get too cute. Well, well, I mean, you you say that, but then they ran the flea flicker with Latavius Murray, and they did the jet sweep. Teddy with, Bridgewater uh, throwing a seven-yard pass on a flea flicker is the most Teddy Bridgewater thing dart. ever. Yeah, the seven-yard really dart. <laughs> the seven, just how they drew it up, the seven-yard flea flicker. But uh, <laughs> I forgot, I forgot about. Me and my buddy were saying the same exact thing when it happened. We we're like, yep, just like they drew it up. Yeah. Yeah, when you do the flea I mean, flicker. You the really jet, want they they ran the jet sweep <laughs> with Deontay Harris and uh, you know Taysom got a couple carries. So I don't I don't think he Peyton was necessarily being that that uh, conservative. I, I just I, I think 
he just doesn't have any playmakers. Conservative. I just think he was being smart in how it, it, he was trying to like he was limiting what he was doing with Taysom Hill. Just yeah, because he was the backup. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, maybe he opens it up if he's down 14 and nothing because he has to, you know. But when his defense is getting that many stops, he's like, look, I'm not going to put myself in a position where I'm turning the ball over inside our 30. Like, we're just going to punt if we have to. And that that's, yeah. you know. Maybe I phrase it wrong. Maybe not not necessarily more volume with Taysom Hill. You know, he, he did have 10 plays, right? It would just be Sean Payton with those 10 plays. They would be all red zone and they would get really weird. That's Shouldn't we call up Emmanuel Butler like and just see what happens? Oh. I forgot he was even alive. I raise your Hey, raise your hand in the chat room if you forgot Emmanuel Butler was even alive. Don't I mean lie. most mostly because he's been outshadowed by uh little Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I I need Little Jordan to catch a pass, or I need Granderson to get a sack. I need this to happen just for the show. Uh, how many plays wait, did your oh, son get in? By the way, I in? forgot. I I don't know, but he uh, wait. Actually, I can look it up. But he he drew a penalty. So right, is that what happened? He, no, he, he did not. Well, what did he do? Didn't he do something in the game? No, yesterday? I just texted you that they should have thrown a flag because. Oh yeah, that's. Oh, that's, it, was, right. it, that's it was. It was. It was just a contested catch. And that's he, right. That's right. They should that, have thrown, that any good receiver makes and little right, Jordan but then did I not said, make. But then I said he's already getting fucked over by the refs. He's officially a saint. <laughs> so I win over Granderson. I win. No, no. Hey, Granderson got some snaps, baby. <laughs> It's true. It's true. I forgot. It took uh, like I, se- seven defensive drink. ends getting injured, but he was on the field. I drink when I go to the night games. So. Uh, surprisingly. Uh, so, um, before we get to the questions, if you have any questions well, in the ho- chat. Hold on, hold on. One, one thing I want to ask. So, you know, at, so at Seattle is a difficult assignment, and that was – Bridgewater's first game so I give him a pass for that we know Drew with basically the same offense and against the same defense struggled mightily last year so I almost want to give Teddy a pass for this game uh, because of how bad the offensive line played and all the penalties and everything but now the Saints go up against Tampa and the Rams just hung up 40 on him I know it was a 55 to 40 game and the Rams lost but the Rams put up 40 points on this defense. Um, I know their front is pretty good, but their corners are garbage, correct? Correct. They are They are 30th in points and 20th in yards allowed. Yeah, so I want to go back to your original question here, Ralph, and I think this is a fair one. Like, shouldn't we expect more out of Teddy this week based on playing at home and the degree of difficulty going down significantly? Oh, I think so for sure. And the thing that I wanted to point out is Bill Barnwell today, he, he listed the, the, the issues that the top teams in the NFC had. And, and he was talking about Bridgewater. And he was saying, you know, the difference between Breeze and Bridgewater's uh, ball, the, their passes in the air are not that significantly different. The difference is Drew Breeze's 
passes, like 70% of them, even though they were shorter, they were only 7 point whatever yards. The majority of them went for first downs, and he was saying how bad, how Teddy's only like 20% of them go for first down. And I thought of that, I was like, oh, that's really bad. And then I thought, well, of course Teddy's seven-yard passes aren't going for a first down, because every time he's got first and fucking 20. So, um, Mm. it's just... Do you think maybe part of it is like Breeze is locating the ball a little bit better, so there's more yak? Is that possible? I think that's I think that's part of it too. I just think the days of down and distance for the Saints not mattering, like it's 2013 or early last year or where or 2011, like those days are done. And and they need they need they need to help Bridgewater more. And also too, Dave, I get this sense with Bridgewater like sometimes I just wish he would just decide to run. He seems very indecisive on what he wants to do when there's a 10, 15-yard run to be had, and he just just do it. Just run and then slide and take it. I feel like a lot of times he's indecisive about throw or run. Every time he runs and gets a huge gain, it's called back for a hold. Every single time. <laughs> it's uh, unbelievable. I, I agree with you, Ralph. There's a number of times where he, he starts running out of the pocket. He starts running forward, and but he's... St- He's still he's still looking for that pass, and he's still pump faking, uh, and then he'll keep running a little bit further, and it's at that point where you're like, just you might as well just run because you're almost at the line of scrimmage anyway. You're not even going to be able to pass the ball anyway, and he still kind of is still standing tall and looking for a potential pass, you know, and, and maybe even pull back and then pass. And I agree with you, Ralph. It's just like just just run, just run the damn ball um and i just actually did some quick research because somebody in the chat crescendo he wanted to know how many yards uh how many receiving yards do uh receiver saints receivers not named michael thomas or 10 gid how, how many do they have uh and i actually had it pulled up so i looked it up um so actually camara is actually the second team's second leading receiver so uh, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and Ted Ginn, the three of them combined, uh, they combined for uh, 695 yards. And the rest of the team combined for uh, 248. So you're talking, you're talking two, more than two-thirds of your offense, uh, passing offense, going through three players, one of whom is a running back. All right. So (laughs) it's too bad. Traquan got hurt, man. Cause I I do feel like he was kind of cracking the code a little bit. He was, he was, he was a, he was a nice little addition to the saints. uh, My saints uh, adult auction league team. I thought for like a, there was a five minute window this Sunday where Mariota was tearing the Falcons up and I was winning in fantasy. Uh, that, of course, didn't happen and I ended up losing 110 to 55. But there was like a, like a three-minute window where I was ahead because of Mariota. So I'd like to thank him for that. Um, all right, we got questions before we get to our Saints Tampa Bay pick. Kevin, this is from Andy. If we combine the parts of linebackers Kiko Alonso and Alex Anzalone to form a super linebacker named Alakiko Alalanzazone. 
I think how good would that linebacker be? <laughs> Shouldn't it be Anzalonzo? Anzalonzo? Yeah. Say that name again, Ralph. Alakiko Alalonzo Zone? See, Andy, you just made that name up so I would butcher it. Yeah. You're probably in the well chat room laughing at yep. me right now. You've, well you've, done. Well done. You've been trolled. Andy, Andy, I said when we got to 500 subscribers that we would give away two extra large t-shirts. That question wins you the t-shirt for question of the day. Also, Ralph, didn't you you love Anzalone's hair and you think Kiko Alonso is very attractive. So they are. They're, both are true. The the combination there is just I mean the combination would melt your TV set is what it would do. Like <laughs> Yeah, just, I mean you're you're looking at the cover of uh of You some, wouldn't need any blue shoe, that's for sure. No, i just be a I'll just be a puddle. It'll just be I'll just be a puddle. It'll I mean the the, the football erotica will just Ooze out of the TV set and overwhelm me. I, you know, good. Uh, Kiko Alonso is a good-looking man. What can I say? All right. Thanks, uh, fiction. <laughs> Eddie um, LeBreton in the chat room. I love how the fictitious linebacker name formed like Voltron just to fuck with Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> Co- this is from Cody, Kevin. How bad will Saints Twitter and the media meltdown against Tampa be if the Saints score on every drive, but every drive ends in a field goal? <laughs> if the Saints, if the Saints win, then then yeah. If I mean, if not, they'll just you know dismiss the team and say you know whatever. But if the Saints somehow win the game, actually, shit. Let's 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 uh, let's get cute and say that there's a defensive uh, you know like a pick six or a fumble recovery for a touchdown. So let's say there's a touchdown that way, but the offense doesn't score a single touchdown. So let's go. Oh, let's say 16 points, you know, like let's say the Saints score 16 points and somehow still win. Well, no, they'd need then to he, score a bunch. They, they, if, they, if they scored on every drive, but it was all field goals, you'd need, that'd be like six or seven field goals though, right? So you'd have to get in like, Will Lutz would have to be like seven to seven and then you add the defense. To, then you're talking like 28 points, you know? If he's available in your fantasy league, pick him up, people. I'm telling you right now, pick up Will Lutz. You know what the greatest thing about that Dallas Cowboys game was is that all the anti-Teddy people after that Seattle game were like, well, he, he's not going to have a game every week where special teams and defense both score a touchdown. And basically the Saints came out and they said, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? You think that's funny? <laughs> you, you well, well, you know what we're going to do this week? We're going to win without scoring a touchdown at all. Eat it! <laughs> Eat it, nerds! <laughs> Next week I, we're gonna win without scoring any points, dude. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Do, do you realize we are? We are what? We are two or three week. We are three weeks away from Chase Daniel and Teddy Bridgewater facing off oh in my Chicago. God. Wow, I called it. I called it. <laughs> Kevin, in that call. game, first team to six or ten wins. Which one is it? <laughs> my. Might be six. <laughs> two, two, nothing, two, nothing. Cam Jordan sack in the end zone for a safety. Two, That's nothing in a monsoon in Chicago. <laughs> God. Trubisky, 
Bridgewater. It's oh. a clash. Sign me up for that, by the way. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather play Trubisky to be honest with you. Chase Daniel would. probably light us no up. No kidding, Trubisky True. is fucking terrible. If you combine Trubisky and the quarterback of Buffalo, they still wouldn't equal one Billy Joe. <laughs> Wait, who, who's who's quarterback in Buffalo now? Josh Allen. Well, no, they have Josh Allen got hurt, so it's uh, Matt Barkley. Barkley, right? Yeah. yeah. I forgot he was in the league. I was Fre- like, oh Fredo my. keeps asking. Uh, I feel like we got to answer Fredo's question. He's like one of our greatest fans. Um, yeah, he'll be back. Congratulations to you, Fredo. He went all in on the Lions in the gambling show last Friday. He went. No, 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 no. That's Dylan. That's oh, I'm <laughs> com- sorry, com- Dylan. Completely different guy. Man, anyway, it's Fredo, uh, Fredo, Frederico. Keith. He knows. Fred- just Fredo Rico. How much? How much Fred- Ralph really cares about all of you guys? Yeah, yeah. So Fre- <laughs> Fredo Rico. Um, you uh, you asked about Armstead. Was that the worst game he's ever played? Yes. The answer is yes. It was awful. I, he's I don't played know on one leg multiple was. times and looked better. Yes. I, I don't know what his deal was. But, I mean, <laughs> Robert Quinn was on fire. What are you going to do? All right. So that's the, thanks, everybody, for the question. Andy, I'll get you a DM in Twitter. We'll get you your extra large T-shirt. Uh, slide into Slide into the DMs. So, Dave, before we get make the pick on the Saints game, if people wanted to gamble and win lots of money because they listened to the Friday Gambling Show where we were handing out winners like candy, if they wanted to gamble online, where should they go? If you're going to gamble, if you're going to start picking winners, uh, you might as well be betting on them. And if you're betting on them, you might as well go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Uh, and if you're like me, the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, you know, you don't want to risk too much, but you still want that big payday, uh, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year to do it. So join now, and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR. So visit M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G today. You play, you win, you get paid. Nice. I feel like we should have Dylan, Frederico, and Fredo on the sh- both on the show Friday. Why? J- just just so Ralph can confuse them and have no idea who's talking. <laughs> I hate you. hate you, Jude. Fredo, I hope you're available Friday. We want you to join us. <laughs> Dylan, too. Both you're... Dylan, Fredo, Rico. Jerk face. Great. That's what you are. Um, before we get to the picks, you should sign up for the Saints Happy Hour Daily Podcast. Do it. It's only $10 a month. You get a podcast every day, and you get Andrew's grades, and you get the grades podcast. It's amazing. Do it. My kid needs braces. Uh, so, oh, yeah, wait, wait. I'm, I wanted to plug. I forgot. After oh, that, yes, man, Dave, plug your kid's raffle. Well, first of all, <laughs> First of all, thanks to Andrew. Andrew stepped up. Andrew laid down a hundred bucks supporting the kids. He's supporting the kids. Uh, laid down a hundred bucks. I'm running my my son's school. We have a golf tournament, a charity golf tournament every year. We're having it at Audubon uptown. I am in charge of running it this year. I'm the chairman. I don't don't ask me why I sign up for this stuff. If it was uh, a tennis tournament, I would have dropped two hundred. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
And uh, <laughs> so we're playing on November 1st. Uh, LSU has a bye. The Saints have a bye. Uh, it's Tulane's homecoming. I'm sure most of you don't care about that, but I care. But uh, November 1st, we're having a golf tournament. And d- throughout the day, we're doing a drawdown raffle. We have 100 spots to fill. We already got about half of it filled. Andrew's one more. 100 bucks. The winner gets five grand. A cool five grand in cash. You will Pay get that it. that man his money. We're only, it's, this is a 50-50 raffle, but we're only, you know, we're only doing 100 spots. So every time you, you're in, you got a 1% chance of winning. Uh, it's not like, you know, the 50-50 they do at the Dome where there's like 500,000 numbers and your chance is so minuscule. Um, so if you're interested, if you like gambling, if you're a degenerate, if you like me, if you want to help out my kid's school or whatever, just contact me on Twitter or whatever. You can Venmo the money. Uh, you don't need to be there to win, and you'll have a chance to win five grand. Yeah, and Dave will give me the link. The link will be uh, in the, the uh, link, yeah. podcast description on our night. Come on, le- level with us, Dave. This is for your porch renovation, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I have a I have a new construction house, so fortunately, I have I have nothing on my house that needs any renovating. Uh, knock on wood. Uh, Yet. No, this is this is this is legit. This is legit. There are a lot of um, uptown. That's a good soundbite. Uh, you know, we, we've got a lot of uh, movers and shakers in the uptown New Orleans community that are taking part in this raffle. So, you know, that All was right. an oddly topical uh, yeah. sound soundbite by yeah. well well executed. <laughs> I I can't believe it. It's it's a miracle. It'll happen again in the middle of October. Uh, so Saints, a four and a half point favorite against the 2 and 2 Tampa Bay Buccaneers if the Saints win they can be two games clear in the NFC South of at least Tampa uh Kevin who do you have Sunday in the dome Man it's like I've picked I picked the Saints to lose the last two weeks and it's like do I well Okay, I thought they were going to lose those two. Um, and? Oh, man. I don't want to jinx them. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I'll fall on that sword. I need to get over <laughs> your heart. No, I, I'm, I, I really think the Saints are going to win this. Because uh, just... If you'd have said it was at Tampa, I pro- I might have just flipped the other way. But I think being at home again, uh, I think that'll that that'll give them the edge. So I will go Saints, Saints uh, seventeen, Bucks thirteen. Yeah. Who's MVP? No, no, no. How are the refs going to fuck the Saints this week? <laughs> right. Uh, they are going to uh, declare that Bridgewater was not throwing a pass and that something really was a fumble when, in fact, he was trying to throw a pass. <sighs> I like it. So, Dave, who you got? Uh, okay. So, um, after, uh, Teddy B and two and O Teddy, Teddy two times, 
I'm going to go get the papers, get the papers. Uh, he's, uh, after winning two games, I think we're going to come back down to earth and uh, we're going to lose this one. I hate to say it. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Uh, but uh, we're going to lose. It would be quite saintsy. Yeah, yeah, no, you've got it. Be. There's no way you, you cannot. You cannot expect the Saints to win this game after pulling these last two out of their ass. It's just not possible. It, it goes against you're you're just you're ignoring history at that point. You're ignoring factual historical evidence. Um, so I'm gonna say, uh, but the defense will still play well. But you know, just just no offense. Just cannot get it going. I'm gonna say uh, Saints lose uh, seventeen to nine and um the refs are it's it it, it, here here, this is going to be unbelievable here we go in the modern age of cameras they're somehow they're going to call a field goal that went through and was good they're going to call it no good Didn't you They're predict call... that last week? <laughs> no, no. Just no, stick with it. No way. Do, keep doing it, Dave. No, no I think it'll, it'll happen in like high. 2025. Yeah, I said that. Okay. Oh, oh Kevin said that? Oh, very, well, then that's, that's lame. Very, you just copied Kevin. No, I didn't even know that. But no, that's lame. I'm changing my mind. No, I'm, I can't I can't be a copycat. That's fucking lame. It's uh, not if you believe it. I'll say uh, they give, uh, they give, they give uh, Jameis Winston a touchdown when uh, it shouldn't have been a touchdown. Like a rushing touchdown. Andrew, who you got? Well, uh, let's see. Before the game, the Bucks are going to be looking for a team meal. And uh, they'll go to, I don't know. I, for, for those of you from Metri, Dave, Dave is a Metri guy now. Uh, they're going to go to okay. Chef Ron's. I don't know if you've been there yet, Dave. But uh, Chef Ron has... Some good uh, gumbo and memory. That's hilarious. I actually just went and picked up food from Chef Ron's uh, on Friday for the first good time stuff, ever. Good stuff, right? Uh, it was good. Uh, well, I got um, – it was good. I got the – Podcast shit, available to be sponsored. It was like uh, – it was blackened chicken over like linguine pasta. It was like, Oh, you didn't get the gumbo? No, I didn't get any gumbo. I didn't get you. Got to get the gumbo there. Well, anyway, so they're gonna. So uh, James Winston is gonna steal some of their gumbo because it has crab legs in it, and uh, he's gonna get arrested and he's gonna miss the game. And former Saint, former Tulane Green Bean, Ryan Griffin is gonna start the game. Oh, there with we go. Win- I like that. Winston arrested, and he is going to light up the Saints. Uh, I'm picking them to lose God. again because. Right now, the uh, Saints, uh, they keep winning, and I keep picking them to lose. So I'm going to fall on that sword for you guys. And uh, I, I have decided that I will embarrass myself into infinity and continue to um, shame myself and embarrass myself so that the Saints can keep winning, uh, since that's obviously how this is going down. So 34 to 17, easy win for the Bucks. They stroll into New Orleans with their backup quarterback Ryan Griffin, <laughs> and Teddy Bridgewater is awful, and uh, we lose our first place in the division by tiebreak. I feel like everyone is picking against the Saints because you look at it and you're like, of course the Saints lose this game. It's the most Saintsy thing ever. We can see it coming a mile away, and everybody's picking against the Saints. 
except Kevin on this show, but Saints Twitter, everyone's going to pick against them. And I picked against them in my column that will run on Thursday for WWL, but I think I'm changing my mind now. You can't predict the, the saintiness. It needs to happen after Teddy Bridgewater looks fucking amazing. And he hasn't looked amazing yet. I'm saying Saints 35 to 10. Saints 35-10. So you like Teddy having a big game? I like Teddy having a huge game, 325-3. and He's going to look amazing. And the crash and disappointment and the saintsiness comes the next week. The saintsiness, the saints, it needs to come when we least expect it. And if we're all expecting it this week, it's not going to come. You know? Uh... That's my prediction. How the Saints will get fucked by the refs? They're not going to get fucked by the refs. It's going to be a romp. That's what it's going to be. There's going to be the Tampa is going to get screwed on a play where Teddy's going to fumble the first series, and it should be a fumble, but they're going to blow it dead, and it's not going to be a touchdown for Tampa, and the Saints are going to roll from there. That's my prediction. How about that? Man, man, I'm telling you, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with the Panthers, obviously, and we'll keep an eye on that, but... If the Saints win this game, and that puts them at four and one, that drops Tampa to two and three. And man, I just feel like now you're what three weeks away from getting Breeze back, and yeah. you've got a two-game lead on the division. Man, I don't know if they can do it again this week and go three in a row with Bridgewater, but if they pull this off, man, it, it would just set up almost impossible. It, it would just, in our wildest imagination and dreams, <laughs> I don't think we could have concocted a better scenario. They Seriously. Would. And if they, if this happens, man, like may, maybe this is a team of destiny. They win Atlanta, Carolina lose. Dan Quinn gets fired. What a way to start October. Just phenomenal. So, <laughs> I'll say this: When we right before the season started, and we made our season predictions, I said that I didn't, you know, I said I didn't think it was going to be hard to repeat last year because there was a lot of just good luck and karma and and destiny and fate and all that, and we got a lot of good bounces. And then we started the season off with Houston, and I said, well, shit, that was exciting. Uh, and that was unexpected. <laughs> true. And Breeze goes out, and we're still winning in Seattle. We're still winning in Dallas without scoring touchdowns. Uh, I got to say, so far, I was totally wrong. The season still is filled with magic and wonder and excitement. And uh, the sky is, is the limit. Totally 14 and sure. 2 is still in play. So my. Totally in play. Totally is... in play. 15 and 1 <laughs> is still in play, technically. Yes. So that's a good way to end the show, though. So thanks to everybody in the chat room for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. It's always fun to have you guys. Uh, remember to sign up for the Daily Show. It's amazing. Me and Andrew work very hard on it. Uh, the audio quality from my car is perfect. So. Uh, that wraps That's it a up. Joke, so, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. for Andrew, for Dave, for, for Kevin, uh, until next there. week, the bar is closed. And NFL refs suck. <laughs> Facts only.